Hello, this is Christian Claudio of Envision Physician Services. And if you want to learn how to go all in with your business, you need to be listening to Breaking Business Barriers with my good friends, Brent, Joseph, and Brandon. Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers, where we believe that choosing to go all in is the only way to create true freedom in your business and life. Now join your hosts, Brent Duhame, Dr. Joseph Kay, and Brandon Straza, as they talk to industry leaders, veteran CEOs, and cutting-edge entrepreneurs about the tough decisions they made on their way to success. This is Breaking Business Barriers. I am Brandon Straza, the Real Naked Agent. Next to me, I've got... Dr. Joseph Kay. Doc. And this is Brent Duhame. Christian Claudio. And Christian, where can we find you if we're looking to reach out to you on uh, social media? Social media, I normally hang out on LinkedIn, so it's really easy. It's Christian Claudio, one word. Um, I also am on Facebook, Christian right. Claudio. Can I tell that story? Absolutely. All right. I've already shared it. All right. Mm -hmm. So, yes, our hot water got cut off. Right? Oh, okay. Back in, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, yes. back, back when we were going through this. And... Uh, so Sebastian was, I think, in, in preschool. This is before Brooklyn was born. Uh, my daughter is beautiful. She's 12 years old now. She name's Brooklyn. My son's name is Sebastian. I, I probably should have covered that at the beginning. And my awesome wife is Angie. Cool. So uh, Sebastian's probably four, uh, five years old. And they get home and we sit Sebastian down like, all right, man, we're going to have an adventure tonight. Uh, we're, you're going to go through a rite of passage. And, and he goes, what's that, Dad? You know, and you're like, well, every once in a while, you know, a, a young man could, could, could feel what it's like to be like a warrior. You want to be a warrior tonight? He's like, yeah, Dad, what do we got to do? And um, so he was talking. So he's probably six, seven, you know, around that. Sure. So I'm like, all right, so we're going to go take a shower. It's going to be extremely cold. <laughs> I'm going to count one, two, right. three, and I'm going to get you out. And he's like, all right, Dad, I'm ready. I'm ready. And so he did. <laughs> he's so cold, this poor kid. He's so cold. And uh, we got him in. He's like, all right. And we celebrated his first warrior shower. Nice. <laughs> and have you talked to him about that sense oh yeah no, oh the, yeah the real yeah. meaning behind it because that's that's that, great that's yeah. that's a, a a truly amazing time of how you took what was going on and and shared that with him and now that he knows even more of the reality but yes his father was the warrior at that point and now <laughs> he's going to pass that warrior mentality and your daughter's going to have that and it probably started the cornerstone with your wife yes yeah, that's yes. real poignant so unfortunately, some of the players were thrown out. So I guess the saying is, you they threw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. Yeah. And uh, but we were up until I would say March of 2007, it was phenomenal. Um, we had our our largest uh, pipeline going into the April, and we were we had everything clear to close and. We were ready to set up all our closings, and around that time, I was I was always a competitive athlete as well, and I chose really to be selfish. So I'd work as hard as I could. I wouldn't see my family after work. I'd go and hit the gym, 
three or four hours because I thought I was going to make a comeback in my sport. Sure. Um, and lo and behold, really the 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 line happened, uh, and the line was we're and I remember it to this day. <clears throat> we are leading. We are looking. We are going into Easter weekend. Uh, in 2007 and the whole neighborhood was getting geared up to you know do the Easter egg hunts right, right? Mm-hmm. and all the dads were getting together and you know the wives the whole thing and the kids and my knuckleheadedness <laughs> lined up about seven fights that day because I, I could care less about what the neighborhood was doing I could. I only cared about my goal. You said seven fights. Can you, you give me a thirty thousand foot view of what the heck you're talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I was. I was a uh, a nationally ranked taekwondo fighter. Okay. Well, that that's, that's a whole different thing. I was wondering <laughs> okay. what your sport was, but now now you're like the the Bruce Lee of badasses of the mortgage world. So, so now that Brandon knows that, I just saw him move like three feet away. Uh, you know, <laughs> I got back. closer. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I I had uh, made the Olympic team for Puerto Rico. Wow. I got injured. Um, I had to resign from the team. Never made it to Sydney, Australia. That was the that was the Olympics for 2000. Huh. I had a basically I transitioned back into normal life, and then I got a call from the national team, from the coach, and it's like, hey, we, you know, we know you're a little older, uh, but you're you you probably still have some stuff in the in the tank, and we'd like to see you uh, come back and and see what you can do, and so that's all I needed to hear. Uh, again, it was all about me uh, at the time of my life. So that's all I did. I, I spent every waking hour training and then uh, and then working. All right. So we're back yeah. to now Easter weekend. Yeah. Now I get the seven fights. Yes. So I lined up the fights. Um, the night before I went for a run uh, and I hurt my ankle. Hmm. And, and so I ignored it. The next day uh, I went, got kicked in the leg, ignored that. Hmm. Second fight. I planned in my foot and I, I went to kick the guy and I heard a loud boom. Mm. And I thought it was for a second. I th- and then I fell. So I thought the ref who was a buddy of mine kicked me in the back. I thought he gave me a little sucker kick just to mess around. Uh, but I looked back at him and, and he was, he looked shocked like, and I didn't know what was going on. So I stood up and I went to go plant my foot. And my foot wasn't working. It, oh. There was nothing there. So I fell down. So later on that day, I called my wife. My, my wife was extremely angry, obviously. <laughs> she, you know, all she was embarrassed because all the other husbands, they all knew me. And I wasn't there for the kids. The kids were wondering where I was at. And now they're having to go pick me up at the emergency room. Right. Because I had blown out uh, my Achilles. Oh no. Okay, I yeah. I thought it was just the ankle. Now it's the Achilles. Yeah. Right. So it's... I lost the use of the foot. Okay. So that was Saturday. Easter's, then Easter's the next day. Yeah, Easter's the next day, and then Monday was uh, when 
I was I was laid up at home on pain medication, and one of my partners called me. Okay. He's like, "Where are you at?" And, and I told the story, but I, in my mind, everything's fine. Every, you know, all the closings are going to happen. <clears throat> and they said, "Well, that's great. You got hurt and all that, but we lost everything. We're we're." We don't have any, and, and I couldn't compute what that meant. Right. And so through a series of days at home, I, I learned that the worst happened in the industry, that all the secondary lending for the subprime, uh, uh, for subprime mortgages for those products had gone away. And all those clear to closes were not good anymore. And, and so that, that set us on a series of events uh, which sent me on a on a downward spiral because my entire identity was in those two things it was being a combative fighter right and was being a top level producer what was left nothing right so doc you can imagine you know we've we've been in that industry uh, um, both Christian and I and you can imagine having promised everything's gone on loans approved right. And then all of a sudden, the bottom falls out of the market. And being a prideful person, aside yeah. from competitive and being a top producer, is Christian, as I knew him, leading with a heart. And yeah. that those promises, all of a sudden, he he felt that he all failed those families. Yes, yeah, yeah. Can't yeah. Get them to their homes. Yes, yeah. yeah, absolutely. If I had to ask one word to describe looking back at Christian, you know, over ten years ago, what one word? specifically describes your experiences and how you were immature hmm. it's a pretty powerful word yeah immature because Brent hit a little bit of it so he he just reminded me of the other side of me I only see myself as the worst in that time Brent saw the best in me hmm. and so that choked me up a little bit right there right but I think it would just be immaturity because I wasn't so cold hearted that I was looking to screw people that because Brent's right. That wasn't me. But at the same time, I didn't make the day to day choices. That yeah. was the accumulation of who I am today. There's a difference. There's, You're right. There is a difference. Uh, yeah. Being like self-centered versus being out to, to hurt people. I mean, that, you were yeah. never out to hurt people. I wasn't. Uh, Except in the ring. But so, that, yeah. sorry. Even that has changed though too. All right. So yeah. you found yeah. yourself post uh April two thousand seven in the abyss, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Within days. And it was probably like a, a a steep fall. It was. Uh and and you found yourself probably with a, a decision to make. Um and, and what was that decision? It was great. So um I know we're paraphrasing, so I'm just going to, I'll get to that point. But there was a series, like you're saying, of, of, of decisions okay. and realizations and looking in the mirror and losing the house and wow. trying to figure out where to, your family's going to live and then being evicted from the second house. And, and it's just, but I reached the point where I, my best decisions got me to that point. I follow you. Yeah. <laughs> and so I I essentially had to put a pause on trusting myself. It's right. not that I didn't trust myself. I just had to 
give myself a, a break and start looking for wisdom outside of me. I've seen that before. I've heard that expression before, and I love it when you say when things aren't going well uh, and you're in kind of the, the depths of an adir of your life. All my best decisions got me right where I am, and yeah. I, don't, I don't like where I am. Yeah. So I got to let someone else make some decisions. Yeah. Uh, and that's a great, that's a, a like a, a really great insight. And, and some people go their whole lives without ever realizing that. I had two realizations back to back. One was I needed to, I needed to f a fix my interests outside of myself to a virtue, which for me was integrity. Okay. Now, again, that's my, that's my, I haven't arrived, I'm, but that is my quest. That's, you know. And secondly, I said, I, I, frankly, I said to God, I was like, if I'll follow you, but I don't ever want to be here again. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimatum. Yeah. 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 The one thing that kept sticking out at me was uh, Ephesians six seventeen, and at six seventeen I see that number all the time because it's my birthday six seventeen. So it just you know pops out at you, and and he and he talks about the sword of the spirit, and so S W O R, it it started to take its own thing, so through that process um, I believe I was given an acronym, and that's the acronym I've been living from ever since then and uh, i call it the sword principle and those are the five things yeah is that this so there's two pillars so the approach before you get in before you pick up your sword you have to love okay and so love is everything from obviously with your wife your kids uh your employees your friends you know your neighbors uh, thinking of others before you think of yourself, that kind of thing. Yeah. But you can only love someone else unless you can have a true appreciation of your yourself and love yourself and have an identity. So that's the precursor, right? And that's the path of of integrity, and that's the path of of truth, right. being true mm -hmm. to who you are. And so that. That's what you're doing, right? That's that's the destination. That's the vision. That's the purpose. And and different things get tied to that purpose. But what is the vehicle? And so the vehicle is sword. There's two pillars to sword. Everything you do, there's two things you need. You need strength. Okay. And that encompasses power, authority, um, action. And you need wisdom. Okay. And everything in wisdom, W, is knowledge, uh, strategies, um, timing. Okay. And so strength and wisdom are, are the two pillars to go after O, which is opportunities. Okay. Okay. And there is a process to deciphering which opportunity is what you act on now. Which are opportunities that are great that you put aside, and which opportunities you will act on, but it's not the right time. Yeah. Okay. And so, through wisdom, you're able to decipher what is what. And then, once you, de you determine the direction you want to go, comes R. Now, that comes my favorite letter, which is risk. 
Okay, <laughs> sure. And sometimes yeah. a lot, of, a lot of the times that the opportunity that you're going down the road that you're you're headed could be a big chance, a huge chance. Some things that are. Uh, sometimes it's 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 a big risk not to make an action. Absolutely. And wait, patience. That's a big one. That's <laughs> a tough one. It's where you tap into the wisdom, right? That's right. Right. Yeah. Well, they all connect. And so where does that lead us to? It leads us to D, correct? Discipline. Discipline. And that ties it all together. Daily discipline. So yes. It does tie it together because you have to do it every day. This right. is not a 15-day thing or a 30-day or half a year or at the beginning of the year. You used to lay out your goals and then... You, no, it's a lifestyle. No, it this is the lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And, so... Olympian, uh, mortgage lender, um, you found who you were as a father and author. Like, what part of all of this that you've gone through, this that, that we've been listening, led you to the part of being an author? That is where the why came in. So, <laughs> yeah. so Cynic uh, wrote, help me out here. I'm blanking out on his book um, on it it has to do with why or um, start with why start with why yeah and Simon Sinek yeah and that book that book rocked me because I never really so it was written for leaders how to lead and right. motivate organizations outside of your key, your KPIs, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And outside of your, the paycheck, because everyone can make a paycheck, everyone can make the the placements or everyone can make the, uh, the closings, whatever widget you're selling. But what happens after that? You know, retire? Well, yeah, Hi, huh. you're not gonna, re if you retire, you're gonna find something else to do. So while you're in it, there's got to be a greater purpose. I got a pretty cool story about that. Can we get into that? Absolutely. Okay. So fast forward, and I know I'm jumping around here, but I'm in my role, uh, and I'm and I'm leading I'm leading my team um, in the in the company I'm at now, which is Envision Physician Services. Okay. And we're a management company of hospitals. And uh, I have a team of 12 producers, about 20 support staff. And ever since I, I read uh, Start With Why, that's how I've been encouraging everyone. It doesn't matter their role, that they have to remember why we're here. And that's, mm. that's for finding the physician, the right physician at the right time uh, to work at the, the right opportunity for them. Uh, so that they can take care of the patients that we never see, but that we always honor. And that's our mantra for for our team. And Can you say that one more time? Sure. Mantra for your team. Just uh, It's really important. Yes. So everyone, when they show up to work and they leave that day, they need to ask themselves this question. Did we pursue the right physician? Not just anyone, but the right physician 
at the right time, right, the right time for us and the right time for them, for the right opportunity, so that way they can take care of the patients we never see, but we always honor. Okay, we, we, we're in a kind of a call center environment. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my team doesn't, they don't get to visit the hospitals right. that they service. They talk to the physicians on the phone, but they really, only the recruiters, the producers get to see the physicians face to face. Mm -hmm. And so how do we motivate the back office? How do we motivate those that, that can easily get in a rut and push paper? Well, they need to hear stories like this. So I've been saying this for about two years now. My mother and father, I was over, I, I was over uh, before I was promoted to a region, I was over a division. Our division was uh, in conjunction with a hospital system called HCA. HCA was primarily over the Florida region, and that is what I, I oversaw. My mother and father lived in Plantation, Florida. Mm -hmm. mm. Outside of Tampa, there is a hospital called Brandon Regional. Brandon Regional is one of the top uh, flagship hospitals for the HCA uh, company within the floor within Florida however at the time they were going through renovations they had different emergency room separated from one side of the hospital to another mm. so basically it became something it was hard for them to be able to um, to recruit to and so we had to fly in temporary physicians all the time sure. so here's a flagship hospital but without the top top level physicians so we took it on and we fought, we fought, we fought, we fought for high level physicians. We painted the vision. Don't look at it now, look at it, how it's going to be. And there was one particular physician that was moving into the Tampa market hmm. and he was highly sought after. On December 22nd, he gave us an ultimatum on the 25th at Christmas he was gonna go with our competitor. So the whole team rallied, got him what he needed. He signed on the 24th. Six months later, or three months later, my parents relocate to Tampa Okay. in March. In June, my mother had kidney failure. Oh no. Guess who saved her life? Oh jeez. <clears throat> You've told me this story. That's something. And everyone knew. Right. So all of a sudden, the little mantra became a reality. Yeah. You saw the practical effects of it. You saw what it looked like. Because you never know if it's your mom. And all your team members saw the same thing. And everyone in the company saw the same thing. So Absolutely. it wasn't, they saw it, touched it, felt it. We were talking right. about that. Wow. That's that's really powerful. Yeah. Well, this sounds like a good place to, to round it back up. Uh, that's what happened perhaps in, in April of 2007, as you started to find your why. That's right. Uh, and it was a little journey. Um, and it probably didn't feel real good the first few steps of that journey. It did not. But look at you here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm loving life. God's so good. Yeah. It's, look, it seems. I mean, you can see <laughs> just by your demeanor and by the way you tell the story. 
Um, I know at the end of these, we normally get together, uh, Brent and Brandon and I, and talk about, you know, did the person make the right moves? Would we have done something differently? Um, sometimes there, there's almost just a, a series of events and you become uh, almost like, not, not an observer, because you clearly did a lot of hard work and everything, but you become almost a partner in your journey with something else. And it sounds like you had a partner, uh, you know, maybe, maybe not here on earth, but you had a, par a partner in this journey and that's a real valuable thing and, and also uh you talked about your partnership with brent i think this is a, a great great thing um and uh brent what do you what do you think well the the journey is something that um christian and his beloved wife and the rest of the family <laughs> we we want to make sure we acknowledge her because she's a beautiful person inside and, and was out. a pillar through all yeah, this i can imagine she could yeah. have left it anytime <laughs> well you could have you could have packed it in and and yeah. uh, headed for the mountains and said you know what the, you know you you go handle this i'm gonna go and and hide mm. and and you stood in front um stood in front of the train and took on the battle and and uh, that's what i saw in cc years and years yeah. ago and and uh it's a heck of a journey man and yeah passing this wisdom along not only to your your family and being able to tell this story this is incredible and mm. um i think in kids today mm -hmm. you know we try to protect them so much to the point where we're uh you know well i heard the term the other day we're snow plowing yeah you know they don't have to deal with challenges because oh, yeah. you know we're out That's there still plowing for them yeah but uh so true man yeah. well brandon what do you what do you say on their way out of here you know i i look at it and I think your journey is, is only beginning. Mm. Um, if, if I had to sit there and I mean, there, there's, there's nothing that, that, I, that I could sit there and bestow upon you, but what you've offered to us and everyone out there that's, that's listening, um, I think they really should take you up at some point and uh, you could help other people find their why. Mm. Because that's a tough one. I think sometimes we might think we have it and we lose that that way um, and that why and that's really important so I I just really appreciate um, hearing about that journey and looking forward to seeing when that book is uh, you know when it when it's out there and it's published um, and then letting everyone else know where else you know what your next uh, what your next steps are so excellent it was a, it was a beautiful beautiful story Thank you so thank much. You, Brandon. You thank you, Brandon. Thank you very much. Thanks, and again, we can find you on, on LinkedIn, correct? That's that correct. probably your best one. LinkedIn is, a, is the best one to be able to connect with. Okay. Uh, I did start Sword Principle for Instagram. Uh, so we we have that as well. And that but, is uh, Sword Principle, S-W-O-R-D, Principle? Principle. Okay. One word. There you go. How cool is that, man? Cool. That's very cool. All right. Well, Christian, again, um, on behalf of the three of us, um, I was so excited to see you uh, readily accepted because I, I've been part of that story or I've heard parts of the story. And I, I know admire, you've been I admire, part of no. I admire you greatly for what you what you uh, what you've done and what now what you're what you're doing. So, mm. brother, it's pretty awesome. Thanks. All right. Thank you, guys. Christian, right. appreciate it. Of uh, breaking business barriers with Christian Claudio. I am Brandon Straza. Dr. Joseph K. Brent Duhane. And Christian Claudio. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Breaking Business Barriers. For more information, or if you have a compelling story to tell, find us on Facebook at Open Media Source.